And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another Head of the Pack. Lions 15, Packers 9. We're both here in Detroit, Bill. Uh, what we just watched was, was shocking. You know, this was supposed to be the Packers' get-right game. Uh, kind of the spark that perhaps turned their season around. Aaron Rodgers said, all you need is one. This was supposed to be the one. This defense is on pace to allow more points than any team in NFL history. This team was one in six. The Packers still have players that make them the Packers, but they scored nine points. That's embarrassing. That's inexcusable. Nine points against the Detroit Lions. Now the Packers fall to three and six. They are not mathematically eliminated, obviously. There are still eight games left, but their season is all but over. Um, I think the most symbolic thing from the postgame presser is Aaron Rodgers again expressed a little bit of optimism. I asked him, how can even he believe what he's saying? With all due respect, I said, after you lose to a team like that. And he paused for 13 seconds, tapping the podium, pursing his lips, kind of waving back and forth. He had an answer eventually about he and his teammates have been counted out. They just need a couple. I don't know how much Rodgers believes what he's saying. He's a man who has words and an answer for everything, often a thoughtful response. The Packers have been so bad that they rendered him speechless. That'd be a good lead to the story, Matt. You should, you should, write, you should write it like that. I did. <laughs> I know you did. Um, you know the season's over, Matt, when Little Wayne says it's so, not little. When Little Wayne says the season's over, the season <laughs> is over, right? I mean, he said the season's over. He said the Packers should have traded Rodgers. Um, you can't argue with the guy. <laughs> I should hire him as a freelancer. Maybe, maybe he's a hundred bucks. Um, man, oh man, Matt, this is as bad a performance as I've ever seen. You know, like they were competitive with Scott Tolzien when Rodgers was out with the broken collarbone and they got rid of Tolzien and went to brought in Matt Flynn for round two of Flynn. They were competitive. They're as bad as Brett Hundley was. They were competitive in those games too. These guys can't score, Matt. They were all must have been probably four or five, four or five times on Wednesday at his locker. Rogers talked about they just need to get healthy. They need to get their starting five together. They need to get their their eleven best guys together. Other than Randall Cobb at the start of the game, he's on IR. They had all those things. Everybody played. Everybody was healthy. Everybody started. Now they lost a bunch of guys as the game went on, but it was eight nothing at halftime with with everybody besides Romeo Dobbs out there. Rodgers makes enough great throws where you still see a great quarterback out there, and then he throws three horrible interceptions, like one off of a helmet. The pass to David Bakhtiar, I mean, it was an exaggeration when he said it was five yards short, but he probably wasn't far off from five yards short. It might have been. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. Um, they were 0 for 4 in the red zone. I mean, they, they gained a bunch of yards. They, they converted third down. So those are like things that they did that they hadn't done previously. 
but they can't score points. If you can't score points against these guys, or as Rodgers called them, quote-unquote, that team, it's over. I mean, hell, they're not going to beat Dallas, Tennessee, and Philadelphia coming up to save the season. Are you kidding me? So here we are. And that's why I said, like, this was supposed to be the get-right game. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, kind of believe that, okay, maybe they just need one to get some confidence, however cliche that is, to just provide a little life into the locker room. You know what? Maybe they win one and say, you know what? We're we're the Packers. We we can figure some things out. Then they go against the Cowboys and say to Mike McCarthy, you're not winning one at your old stadium. We fired you for a reason. But now they don't have that game to build off of. They have this. Um, listen, like you said, the next as we're recording this, the combined records of the next three teams they play is 19 and four. Titans are about to play the Chiefs on on Sunday night, but the Cowboys are six and two. Titans are five and two. Eagles are eight and zero. Oh. I think that Brian Gutekunst might be checking. Uh, where does Ohio State play next week? Where does Alabama <laughs> play next week? He might be getting on the road to do some scouting, and we'll get into this discussion. And I think you know this should be an offense-heavy podcast. Before, look, praise to the defense. We've been. You know, talking a lot about the defense, but they did what they needed to do. The Lions have a good offense. Packers held them to 15 points today. Yes, they had some some mishaps. You know, Jair Alexander's silly penalty, but they had a pick. You know, there were times where they couldn't stop the run, but for the most part, they held a team averaging, I think it's the ninth most points per game in the league, to 15. So that was good. Special teams didn't do anything catastrophic. The offense was terrible. There is, you know, there's no fix because like you said, getting all their guys back healthy was supposed to be the magic elixir that fixed everything. Now what do they do? Can, can, can you think of one fix or a couple things they need to, to turn things around? Or is this just who they are? I'm thinking um, no, it's who they are, Matt. I mean, Randall, Randall Cobb's not going to come save the day. Um, you keep waiting for the rookies to maybe step up, but you know, through one reason or another, that hasn't happened. The offensive line was intact. I I don't know. There's 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 no you know, Odell's not coming here, right? No, I mean, no, no. He's God, going to a contender. Right. I saw on the, on the Twitter, is he gonna be the No, he's not. I mean, he's gonna have his choice of teams. He's not gonna pick a team that's three and five. And when he's healthy, the hell they could be three and seven, three and eight. Four and eight, whatever it's going to be. He's not coming here. So I know he was asked after the game if there's any consideration going to Jordan. Talking about the floor here, about going mm-hmm. to Jordan Love, and the answer was like a quick no. And I understand, I understand it, but man, oh man, if this if they're looking at four and eight at the bye, do you have to at least consider it, Matt? No, not. I don't think so. I mean, and that just made me think. I wrote in my story that LaFleur said there won't be a quarterback change, but I guess he was just talking about today. But I think we can imagine he's not considering yeah. him for the future either. Correct. Um, no, I don't think they do. It, it, I still think LaFleur and the coaches think that Rodgers gives them the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my thinking is if they're four and eight, they could win out and not go anywhere. At right. some point, at some point, for the good of the French, look, this is way we're putting like sixteen carts before the horse here. But I mean, if they are four and eight, if they lose these three and beat Chicago, 
Don't you have to feel like the good of the franchise? See what you got? I don't know. Again, that's way ahead of ourselves here. But this is this is the kind of questions that we're pondering, right? Is 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 the kid from Alabama the quarterback of the future? And all these other things. This, this is where we're at. Listen, Bill. Uh, I think the it's human nature to think about the future when the present is so unsettling. Now, whether that's Rogers thinking about his own future amid this losing streak or the Packers thinking about Rogers' future, it's what they have to do. Um, listen, I'm not saying they need to trade him or move on from him because of how he's played. Because guess what? He clearly gives them the best chance to win now, at least we think. Because you'd think if he didn't, they would bench him. Maybe not. But uh, at least optics-wise, I, well, I guess optics-wise, you can't bench him regardless, even if you think loves gives you a be- love gives you a better chance to win. But my point is, look, Aaron Rodgers has for so long being the rising tide that lifts all ships. He has been the guy who has rescued this team when they've been bad on defense, bad on offense around him, bad on special teams. Maybe Brian Gutekunst thinks, you know what? Rodgers still gives us the best chance to win next year. But if Rodgers can't lift and salvage victory for this version of the Green Bay Packers, why not trade him and get a couple pieces in return with an eye toward the future? Not a rebuild, but if the Packers can't win with Rodgers, they're not going to win with Rodgers for the rest of his career, perhaps, because this team isn't drastically tra- changing, you would think, for the rest of his career. The only thing that would drastically change this team are, are a bunch of new pieces. And they might all come in in a couple years, and what's the harm? Well, there obviously is harm, but there has to at least be a thought in Brian Gutekunst's mind because of how Rodgers has played, because of how this season's going, to maybe trade him, get a player, a couple picks in return. Listen, I've floated this possibility around. If this is Derek Carr's last year with the Raiders, and the Raiders cut him and want to offer the Packers Darren Waller and a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers. Would you do that? Two top 10 picks and a new tight end. And you can take your quarterback of the future with one of them, or maybe package both of them to move up and take the best quarterback in the draft. It's a possibility, right? Yeah, for sure. I would, th- I would think so. And if you're, if you're, if you're gooting your riders, you're going to sit down at the end of the year. And if Aaron wants out, you don't you owe it to him too? Like he's been, I mean, he's been a, the face of the franchise, and, and I understand some of the things through the last couple of years have turned people off. But he's been a great face of the franchise kind of guy, right? He's been a right. great player on the field. He he's never did you wrong off the field as far as getting into trouble and all that stuff. He's been he's been everything you could ever want from a player. I guess if you sit down at the end of the year and Roger says, you know what, I I really would like to be with Devontae again. I think I got a chance to win it. I think you guys are a little ways away, and I can maybe help you down the road with these draft picks. You probably have to, don't you? Yeah, but isn't that good? That's like a win-win, win-win-win, probably. The Raiders aren't a quarterback away either. They blew a 17-point lead to the Jaguars today. They've blown three 17-point leads this season. I I just chose that one as an easy, an easy destination or an easy hypothetical. But listen, 
Rodgers said to us in the offseason, unless they trade him, he wants to finish his career with right. Packers. So in my mind, the only two options are he retires, because he did say, you know, this is essentially a one-year deal with two more years tacked on. So either he retires or he wants to come back and the Packers say, sorry, pal, it's in our best interest to trade you. We'll, we'll work out a destination for you and try and find the best place for you as a as a thank you for all you've done for us. But it's just time to, to move on and start a new chapter. Either way, it'll be fascinating. They have eight games left. They, they, they can't let that creep in too much because it'll make this season spiral even more. But you got to at, le- at least have an eye toward the future now because of how this season's gone. Yeah, boy, if you knew if you knew you're gonna play like this today, Matt, wouldn't you have traded somebody? Maybe you should have been sellers to the trade line, trade deadline. I mean, look, we all talk about Chase I Claypool mean, and and Waller and all these guys, but man, oh man, this is this is supposed to be the game that maybe they get back on track. I mean, this is, or or maybe that was just wishful thinking too. I suppose that could be it too, right? You know, they just kind of cling to hope. But you know, if we can just get our guys, if we can just win a game, it's just that clinging for hope thing. Maybe he didn't even believe that, but uh, they're in bad shape, Matt. Um, they're going to get slaughtered in some of these games. You'd think. I mean, Dallas is good. So is Tennessee. So is Philly. The Rams stink, but the Vikings but are good. I mean, I mean here's the, the thing. The but here's the things, Bill. It's it's a fruit. It's a pointless activity to say, oh, they could win this game. They might lose this game because. Or, or they, they, lost they could game. win this game because they lost this game today. No, no, no game is like a, a should be. Well, it's a should be win, but no game is like a. I don't want to say guaranteed, but no game is a. Oh, the Packers could win this game. Sure, they could, but they've proven today that they can lose any game too. That just hasn't been the case in recent years. And just one more thing on Rodgers before we before we move on to some questions. If he retires and the Packers designated as a post-June 1st retirement, they would free up $50,000 in cap space for next year. $18 million in 2024, 36.6, and then 30.7 until 2026, according to Over the Cap. If he wants to keep playing, Packers obviously have to decide to trade him or not. Um, if they trade him before June 1st, it would cost $67 million in cap space for 2023, another 27 and a half for 2024, then it frees up cap space in 2025 and 26. If they trade him after June 1st, which I'll let you explain how that's possible because I, I still don't quite understand it, it would free up more than $1.2 million for 2023, 18 for 2024, and 36.6 for 2025, and 30.7 for 2026. So there are definite cap ramifications uh, when regarding Rogers' future as well, and that's because of the massive contract he signed. And you know the Packers are in a tricky spot because I wouldn't say they went all in because they traded the best receiver in football and, you know, are relying on an underwhelming receiving court to get them through. They certainly went all in on defense, but they went quote unquote all in. They had expectations to hoist a Lombardi trophy this year after coming so close the last three years. Well, not last year, but you know what I mean? And now they're three and six and they have decisions to make about their future, Rogers future, perhaps even, that they didn't think they would have to make this soon. I don't think. Yep. Um, as far as the, tr- the trading him thing you were talking about a minute ago, yeah. they could just BS their way to Rodgers considering retirement, right? 
I mean, he took it all the way up until the start of training camp in July, so he could hem and haw until June. Oh, June 1st comes comes and goes, and June 6th, so you know what? I think I would want to play. And by the time I have time, the Packers have quietly maybe done some leg room and they can get a trade done. And Rodgers gets to his new destination by the time for a week of OTAs or whatever so he can get his feet wet with this new team. So I think they can skirt the rules here and come up with a trade that comes with some so it keeps them out of the cap hell and kind of kicks the can down the road a bit because you're right. I mean, what did you say that Matt, if they were to trade them, say, April 1st, what's what's the cap damage for next year? $67 million? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, how, I mean how do you, seriously, how do you... How do you navigate around $67 million of? Oh, it's tough. I've never had to navigate around $67 million, so I wouldn't know. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, the I keep counting on the Powerball winnings to come through, so I guess it's as close as I've gotten to. Yeah, you're going to keep waiting on those, pal. Keep throwing good money after bad. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get to some questions for the second half of this show. We have a few, Matt. We have... I have, have not looked at them, like 160. I have 166 replies to my call for questions. First one. Oh, Jesus. Which of Stroud or Young is more of a fit for LaFleur's offense? I have no idea. Well, I'll be honest. Like I haven't paid attention to really any of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young because I never thought until today that perhaps drafting a quarterback could be an option. And and let me clarify this. Not because Rodgers is playing so poorly. He played poorly today, obviously. Tom Clemens said he's been playing well. Granted, the coaches don't really publicly criticize Rodgers that much anyway. I think he's played fine. As good as in years past, certainly not. But he is not the offense's biggest problem. Um, this year as a whole, today, he probably was in terms just considering some of those bad throws he made deep in Lions territory that cost the Packers points. Um, but I'm saying drafting a quarterback is now a possibility early in the first round because if you're in that position, you naturally have to consider it. And also because, like I said, it might just be time for a change, a reset, if Rodgers, even Rodgers' brilliance can't help this team win. So that that's my explanation behind that. Not because, oh, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young is better than Aaron Rodgers. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those guys. I've watched zero seconds of college football this year. I'm too busy on Saturdays, either writing or doing yard work. So couldn't tell you. Not going to BS anybody with an answer. 
Um, but, but they do right. they do have the ninth pick in the draft as of now. There are four teams at three and six: Jacksonville, Arizona, Chicago, Green Bay. But the Packers have the hardest strength of schedule, which puts them fourth in that tiebreaker. But uh, Houston, Carolina, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Jacksonville, Arizona, Chicago, Green Bay, Tampa are currently the top ten. Yeah, so you lose these next three, which is doable, right? Now you're three and nine, and yeah, you're you're looking at a top five pick probably, and. God, if they were to trade Rodgers, of course, that'd be for next year, probably based on what I was just saying. But yeah, if you're sitting there top five and what's supposed to be, at least what I've heard on the Twitter, it's it's a great quarterback draft. Maybe you can get your guy. That being said, Matt, this will be inspired by Kevin Stalsberg um, on, on the Twitter. How do they write this ship, not just for this year, but for the future? Let's say they are picking fifth. And again, I have no idea about the receiver class here, Matt, but let's just say there is a bona fide stud sitting there. It would be Jordan Addison would be the number one receiver out of okay, USC. So let's say, oh, yeah, he's the, the transfer, right, from Pitt? From Pitt, yes. He was Kenny Pickett's number one receiver. Okay, so I do know him. So if you're sitting there at five and Rodgers thinks he wants to come back because he's looking at it, you guys, he's looking at you having a fifth pick and thinking, boy, we really could get a weapon here. Plus you're getting, if you're picking five, you'd be picking 37. Maybe that's how you write the ship. If, if the quarterback says he wants to come back, you you get, by God, that first-round receiver that people have been clamoring for since 1942. Or maybe you draft the best offensive lineman if you choose to move on from Bakhtiari because, as we saw again today, he can't be counted on to play a full game, yep. um, and you get your next franchise left tackle. Will that help Rodgers in the immediate future? Maybe a little bit, but... Franchise left tackle is pretty important. And who knows? Maybe the Packers think Jordan loves the next guy and, and they want to protect him. So if if they don't think, A, if they want to keep Rodgers, B, if they think Jordan loves the next guy, which we still don't know, or C, if they don't think they can get up to get C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, whoever it may be, um, maybe they maybe they take a left tackle. Maybe they take a wide receiver, like you said. That's certainly possible. Speaking of receivers, Matt, Mike Alt. Why is Sammy Watkins even on the roster? There's no need to even discuss this, Matt. That's a great question, though, Matt. Mike, I have no idea. Waste of space. Right, he's a waste of space. You know, he had the nice little quick pass where he gained, it was a gain of nine. They, th- they threw the ball to him on the next play on the exact same play to the opposite side, and he dropped it. Um, it's, very you know? cl- it's very clear that uh, Sammy Watkins is a little lost out there. Mm-hmm. On the second play from the one yard line, yep. Rogers throws a fade, and Sammy Watkins runs a slant. Guess what, Bill? I'm gonna take a take a guess and say that the quarterback who's been in this offense for four years did the right play, and the wide receiver who has not been in this offense for four years did the wrong thing. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Good maybe, assumption. No, maybe, good maybe assumption. I'm wrong. Yep. You know, and going back to playing for the future, just take his reps and give him to Touré, right? Give every one of his reps to Samori Touré, and you go with Touré, and, you know, assuming Dobbs isn't badly hurt. I mean, he was in a, on crutches after the game, so who knows about his long-term status. But it's time to give his reps to someone who's going to help or potentially could help you down the road. Yeah, speaking of... Uh- yeah, let's talk injuries, Matt. Well, I was just going to say, so the crutch count or the boot count was four. So that can just be precautionary. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Jones said after the game that 
there was a point where he felt fine going back in the game. And then once he kind of let it sit, it was sore. So Aaron Jones had a boot on his left foot, no crutches. Rashawn Gary had um, crutches. Romeo Dobbs had crutches in a boot. Eric Stokes had crutches in a boot. Christian Watson got concussed again, or he's still in the protocol, I should say. That's concerning because he just cleared the concussion protocol and two concussions in that short of a period of time, at least documented ones. You never like to see that. Uh, who else? Stokes, Dobbs, Barnes, Gary, concussion, Watson, or at least evaluated Chris for Barnes, concussion. concussion. John Runyon Jr. got banged up but came back in. Just like yeah. right, right when they get healthy. And listen, I'm not excusing the Packers' poor performance. Injuries certainly don't help, though. And it seemed right when they were getting healthy that all this happens. Just one guy after another dropping like flies. You know, the Watson's season is going down the drain in a hurry, which is unfortunate. I mean, the kid can play. On the play, he got hurt. He took a couple. He took a big hit and hung on to the ball. That was a good play there. And there was they were backed up, and he caught a short pass, like one of those line of scrimmage passes that Rodgers has completed a 200 of this year, and he beat his guy around the corner and got. Six or eight yards. The guy's a really – he's going to be a really good player if he can ever get healthy. And obviously hamstrings are one thing compared to concussions. But mm-hmm. um, his season's slowly going down the drain. And um, all, all the progress that you would like to get from him, all the development you would get looking forward to 2023, you're just not going to get it. Here's a question from Adam Dell. What would he say to the idea of putting Rodgers on IR and seeing what love has? It will help in determining rather whether or not to exercise the fifth-year option on love. Here's what I think about that. If it's a phantom IR stint, clearly the thumb's bothering him a little bit. It got banged up again today. You can phantom IR certain guys. Like, I'm a Yankee fan, and the Yankees would phantom IR guys this season. Like Clay Holmes, their all-star closer, who had a real rough patch in the second half of the season. They phantom IR'd him just to get right. But... I have a hard time believing that Aaron Rodgers will get that news and say, yeah, I'll sit out four games, even though I think I can play. It's just not yeah. going to happen. No chance. He's way too outspoken to take, quote unquote, take one for the good of the team and be unofficially yep. benched. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Next question. Well, here's another draft question. Who will be the next OC in D.C.? Joe Barry's stock went up today. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were scoring 36 at home or 36 points per game at home. Mm-hmm. They, they, did, they, they won the game. Just they got let down again. I have a lot of questions in here that people are like talking to me like I'm Matt LaFleur. Do you think you are a good coach? Give examples that don't involve the past three seasons. Do people think... Do they just read Matt on Twitter when I put out this call for questions and think I'm the head coach? Here's an interesting. Why why do you think there were so many injuries today? Is it the turf? I think Rasul Douglas mentioned something about the turf. Is it, you know, the three road games? Is it the travel? Is it, is it just coincidence? Yeah, I would go with that. Um, Without ever playing a game on turf, I guess I don't know that, but you know, They've been pretty healthy, Matt. As much as they've talked about injuries, they haven't been like absurdly injured. Their defense has been, other than Alexander for basically two games, but really just one officially in Campbell today, mm-hmm. their stars have played every game. 
And the offensive guys have been, it's been a guy here and a guy there. Um, I understand what it does to your offensive line to have revolving doors here and there, but injuries are not why these, these guys are not any good. Right. Here's a good question from Michael Grakowski. Why are so many players from a 13-win first-place team a year ago now mediocre or bad? That's a fine question. I mean, for, for all the mental mistakes and injuries and stuff we hear about and moving parts and Devontae Adams being gone, you asked Rodgers, is it as simple as Devontae leaving? But one wide receiver leaving doesn't make a team go from that good to this bad. The Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, and they're still one of the best teams in the league. I mean, it can be done. It's a lot of different things. It's on. We, it would require a deep, 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 deep dive. It's schematics on both sides of the ball. It's injuries. It's individual performance. Darnell Savage and Eric Stokes and, you know, another year of an underwhelming interior defensive line. I mean, I'd have to watch the tape more excessively, but I haven't, heard, I haven't seen Kenny Clark do anything in a while. Maybe he's being double-teamed more. Like I said, I... I I'm just guessing that now I'd have to go back and watch, but there are a lot of guys who aren't living up to expectations and it's, it's startling. You'd be hard pressed to find a bigger disappointment in the NFL than, than the green Bay Packers right now. Yeah. You would need a 12 pack with a coach, right? In a sit down session and have him just say everything, which we're never going to get, go over through everything. Um, I will say that, and I think I might have mentioned this last week, but Devondre Campbell, was he a one-year wonder? Was Rasul Douglas a one-year wonder? Something to consider. Um, Dean Lowry had a pretty good year last year, which is kind of out of the ordinary form. Was he, I won't say one-year wonder but for him, but um, did he have a career year last year? And did they bank on too many of these guys who had career years last year, repeating that, and Eric Stokes, you know, we, everyone talks about draft and develop too. You mentioned Stokes and Savage a minute ago. Those guys have taken. Those guys have both gone the wrong way. Stokes, I thought, was fantastic last year. Other than Justin Jefferson at Minnesota, you could have said that he should have been the, an all rookie corner. And he's taken a step back, and, and Savage certainly has. So I, I do think there's some of that. That guys have just regressed, and maybe last year was you caught some lightning in a bottle. Maybe. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get a couple more in here. Here's one. It's not really a question to, to discuss, but LaFleur mentioned it here. This is some super charlos. Fourth and goal, need to score. They talk about needing to rely on 28 and 33. Why are they throwing the ball to a left tackle? Well, that's actually a decent question. Um, but as far as not running the ball down there, they said that every time they got down to the goal line, the Lions stuck in six defensive linemen and, and dared Aaron Rodgers to throw the football. So if you want to know why they threw the football, that's why. But it's daring it, Aaron Rodgers to throw the football, Matt, that was quite the statement. It really is. And and I don't believe Matt LaFleur was just talking about uh, on the goal line. You know, well, I guess I think a lot of times he said credit to Detroit. They they dared us to throw the football. I can't. Yeah. So I guess he. I, I mean, down there, that's what he was talking about. And it's just kind of an indictment on what this team can do. Um, that teams aren't really scared of Aaron Rodgers. I guess it's it makes sense, you know, down on um, the goal line. But uh, you'd think teams would want to. Make Aaron Rodgers the back-to-back MVP, not throw the foot or not throw the football. But that's just kind of the state of where this team is right now. Matt, here's one from B Smith 63. Considering considering the recent whiffs of Goody's last few drafts, do we trust him to guide the Packers through what looks to be a substantial rebuild? Oof. Listen. His third round picks are terrible, but Guys from the last three drafts, I'm just thinking off the top. Actually, I'm going to pull it up. Packers draft history. Uh, My short answer is yes, but skepticism is there. This year's draft class is too soon to tell. Eric Stokes, yikes. Josh Myers, thumbs up. Mari Rogers, yikes. Royce Newman, yikes. Isaiah McDuffie, thumbs up. Jordan Love, we just don't know. A.J. Dillon, eh. DeGuar, mm-hmm. eh, Kamal Martin, where does where's he? John Runyon Jr., thumbs up, I would say. Gary, thumbs up. Savage, thumbs down. Jenkins, thumbs up. Sternberger, Kiki, Holman, Dexter Williams, Ty Summers, none of which are still on the team. Then Jair, thumbs up. Josh Jackson, Oren Burks, Jamon Moore, Cole Madison, J.K. Scott, MVS, EQ, James Looney, Hunter Bradley, Kendall Donerson. Yeah, he hasn't drafted well. He's hit. He's hit. He's hit big on a couple guys, but so have most people. Yeah, and if you if you can't do better than that, Matt, then you have to fill in the blanks through fill in the blanks through free agency, and they haven't done that. And now, look, I realize there's been financial constraints to that since with the extensions to Rodgers and the money they spent in 2019. So you can't have 2019 every single year. But he has not been good enough in the draft, I don't think, um, to not supplement through free agency. And you've got a—I think there's a real talent drain on, on this team. I know that's some—that's some rough 
looks matte. Yeah, they have. All right, let's get one more question. Well, we'll we'll talk about this one again from Super Rich Kids. At what point does Lafleur get fired? It's not gonna be. He just signed a contract extension. That's my yep. that's my that's my answer. Yeah, Goody too. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's gonna be up to those guys to write the ship and. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, maybe maybe they move on from Rodgers or whatever, and Jordan Love's going to run Matt Lafleur's offense exactly the way that he wants to run it. Then we'll see how good of a then coach we'll Lafleur is. Until then, look, we still don't know how much of this is Aaron Rodgers, how much of this is Matt Lafleur, but you can bet if Jordan Love is the quarterback, they won't be running Jordan Love's offense. So maybe it it takes until the next quarterback is in here for us and the front office to get a proper evaluation on Matt LaFleur. Probably. Um, they hired him for a reason, right? Yep. It was, and it's because he's a, he's a quarterback's guy with that cutting-edge offense, and he's had to meet in the middle with, with riders on some of this stuff. So it will be interesting to see if it ever if it ever happens. Right, Matt? It is a big if. There's no guarantee it's ever going to be Rodgers or LaFleur in love, but it will be interesting to see coming back with some of the motions and the jet sweep stuff and all those things that looked pretty fancy a few years ago if they ever go back to it. Because this is not working, and I'm not sure. It's you know I guess they're probably both to blame for it, probably equally so. Yep. All right. Mike McCarthy week. We will be on a conference call with Mike McCarthy tomorrow at some point. Uh, I never covered him, but excited to talk to him, hear him reconnect with some of you guys. Packers, Cowboys this week. Big game. Uh for maybe more reasons than just the standings. It's not that big for the standings. I mean, I guess it is, but you get what I'm saying. Until then, I'm Matt. He's Bill. We're going to pack up here in Detroit. Go find something to eat and drink. We'll talk to you guys next week. As always, thank you for listening.